This is Too Much Movie Night. Join your hilarious host, Brian. I did wink at him, because he's my bitch now. JJ. Time to go shake that weasel. Shake the weasel. And Steve. Suck on my chicken. <laughs> Follow along as we dissect, debate, and dish out cinematic hilarity that'll leave you rolling in the aisles. So buckle up, grab your popcorn, and get ready for a movie podcast that's packed with laughs, entertainment, and probably a few bad jokes. This is Too Much Movie Night. Well, welcome in, everybody. It is episode 59. Two Guns is upon us today as we break down our Marky Mark movie of the week. Alyssa, this was your choice of movie. And uh, I've got to say, as a first-time watcher, I was pleasantly surprised. This is one that uh, slipped under the radar. And uh, I'm excited to break it down. How about y'all? Y'all feeling good today? I'm feeling good. Yeah, I, I, you know, it's been a man. It's been a long couple of days, but uh, uh, I would agree with you, Brian. This one kind of slipped under the radar for me too. Um, I, I think I'd seen it before, but uh, we can get to that in a little bit. But yeah, it definitely slipped under the radar. So, I think I guess I'm the only one that's seen it once before. Then for sure. Oh, Alyssa has okay. Because well, yeah, I've, I've watched it. <laughs> You can pick a movie you've never seen before, but I've watched several. I, I've watched this for sure once before, and that's the only time I remember. And I don't even remember when I watched it. I just remember watching it. So that's how memorable this movie is to me. <laughs> you know, uh, I am almost in the same boat as you. I was trying to remember, like, why did I watch this movie? Because this is not a movie that... I would initiate seeing and Brian hasn't seen it. So I'm like, okay, did I see it with my dad? And I'm pretty sure that I downloaded this movie when I was flying one time back and forth in college and home. And I thought it was a different movie. <laughs> and I turned it on on the plane. and I'm like, wait a second, let me read this bio or this, this explanation real quick. And I'm like, well, I got no other Wi-Fi. I've got this and one other option that I've downloaded. I've got a five-hour flight. We're locked in. And I was entertained. So I was a little bit afraid of when I picked this, did I just like it because it was my one of two options because I was locked in? Um, but I was satisfied when I came and watched it again. I have so many questions, but my first <laughs> question is, what did you think you were downloading when you downloaded two guns? <laughs> I went down a rabbit hole on <laughs> Just... like Netflix and oh, okay. uh, Voodoo. And I was like, what was I trying to download? And I don't know, because that was a 20 year old me. I, there's no telling what she's up to. So it was it was a long, long time ago is what you're saying, Alyssa. I mean, yeah, this movie was it was 13, right? When it came out. So it's coming up on that 10 year mark or has hit that. But you're mm -hmm. right. It's, it's not one of Marky Mark or Denzel's popular, but uh, there were some faces in there and I'm like, hey, yeah, I recognize you. So it's pretty good before we mm -hmm. jump into opinions or anything. Well, Two Guns is a action comedy movie starring Denzel Washington and Mark Wahlberg, uh, coming out in 2018 or 2013. I'm sorry. Uh, this was a Alyssa. This was your movie, so I guess you kind of alluded to it a little bit. Saw it on the plane. Was your first time seeing it? Nice. Well, JJ, you want to tell us about your first time seeing this movie? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Just a random viewing, huh? Yeah, it, I think it was honestly probably one of those, like, it finally hit Netflix or one of the streaming services, and I was just scrolling and was like, oh, yeah, wonder what this is about. And then that was about it. And Steve, what about you? What was your first time seeing this? Oh, man, Brian. So I, 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 I must have saw this shortly after it came out. It, it, not, I definitely not in the movie theaters, but I think this was something that, you know, probably like rented at a, at a red box or something like that. Just to sort of pass the time. Remember like, you know, red box. <laughs> when, yeah. when 20, 2013 or 2013, we were, we were probably a little 
busy with uh, with uh, with with, uh, with one of our sons, uh, uh, having some have, having some going through some stuff. So this is probably just a like pass the time kind of a thing, you know. So right. I, I mean, it, it it is really a a clear your head kind of movie. Like you can shut your brain down and watch it, and that's it. Mm-hmm. Kind of deal. And that's why I'm kind of surprised. Well, I've never seen this. So, Alyssa, when you nominated it last week, I was excited and hesitant, as I am, you know, with all new movies. But I love Mark Wahlberg. love Denzel Washington. Uh, I'm sure these this is one of those movies. I mean, look at the cover here. They're, it's got money raining around them. So, it just screams goofy action movie, which I'm cool with. But, yeah, sometimes I need somebody else to turn it on because I'm not necessarily going to. So, uh, going through this movie, I was pleasantly surprised. Uh, cheesy, of course ridiculous in other ways but uh i i love the chemistry between these two and i can't wait to break it down y'all ready to jump mm -hmm. in the trailer i'm ready let's do it let's yep. do it you ever heard the saying never rob a bank across from a diner that has the best donuts in three counties that's not a saying yes it is no it's not i get never what you're heard. saying maybe but it's not heard. a saying it is a saying okay. it's a saying now go Everybody sit down on the floor. Fire in the hole! Let's go, come on! How much you figure? 40 million. 40 million dollars? But I got bad news for you. What is that? Is that a badge in your hand? DEA. Petty Officer Michael Stigman. You know Bobby Beans was DEA? And your boy Stig's a piece of work. Did you know he was special forces? You've been on this limp way too long. Pull over! Did you miss me? All right, all right. On the count of three, we'll let each other go. All right. One, yeah. two, three. I ain't making me not be able to trust you. The bank was a setup. We got to figure out whose money that was. Well, like we're working together? No, not like we're working. Yeah. No, like we're working in the same vicinity. Together. In the same area code. Together. He ripped off the CIA. Where's the money? It ain't down there. I can guarantee you that. You got 24 hours to bring me the money. So, partner, what's your plan? I got a plan. I mean, I'm capable of coming up with a plan. I'm not capable. I'm just saying you haven't told me. What is it? I'm working on it. Yeah, screw it. What's your plan? No one expected. You should have seen your face. Sure, you can trust this guy. Were they? Well, yesterday I said they were my family. Today they kind of want to kill me. Yeah, I understand the feeling. What I ever do to you besides shoot me? Three times over. Have I properly incentivized you? More than you know. Make it rain. You're my people, and there's a code. You fight for the guy that's fighting next to you. Give me the keys. You want them? Come get them. Oh, man! What was uncalled for? Give me the keys. You saw that move coming? That's correct. Give me the keys. Robert Bobby Trench and Michael Stig Stigman are two criminals working together. Unbeknownst to each other, Bobby is an undercover DEA special agent and Stig is an undercover U.S. Petty Officer First Class. They meet drug lord P Manny Poppy Greco at his farm in Mexico, where Poppy gives Bobby a packet of cash instead of the cocaine he requested. Upon their return to the U.S., Bobby reports to his superior, Special Agent Jessup, and fellow agent Deb Reese, that he did not get the cocaine they needed to convict Poppy. Afterward, Bobby privately tells Reese, his lover, that he will help Stig rob $3 million from Poppy's bank in Tres Cruces, Texas, to prosecute Poppy for tax evasion. Stig reports to the commanding officer, Lieutenant Commander Quinns, who tells him to kill Bobby so they can use the money to fund covert operations. So, I'll go ahead and, and uh, start with this. Um, 
I totally forgot that they. I, I was like, okay, this is a bake heist movie. <laughs> this is what this is. Yeah, this is a bake heist movie, and I totally forgot that they were two different things that they uh, just have. So watching this was almost like watching it for the first time again, right? There was a lot of stuff that I just did not know, did not even remember. So I was kind of going in blind with this. You know, and I, and I kind of wish it like would have said like how they came to be partners or friends and stuff like that. You yeah. Know? I wonder that too. Like how did they link up? Because, I mean, in the beginning you're not thinking – that but especially when you find out who they really are then you're like okay he did was this set up was this just it came together and is a perfect plan or i yeah a lot of questions i like well it 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 does it does mention that they linked stigler up with bobby beans because of his like shady past is what they saw like that like they thought it would be a good way to get him in to to find it out. I, I can't remember exactly what scene it was in, but they do kind well, of talk about that it. That was with the commanding officer later on in his yeah. office. You know, the, with like the, 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 yeah, the Navy SEAL lieutenant commander when he was telling them, well, yeah, we linked you up because of, we linked you up with him. I think they knew he was a DEA agent, but they didn't tell him that. Yeah. Which was, nope. which was boggling. Like, why wouldn't you tell that guy that? It was almost yeah. hard to follow. There were so many different groups and factions within uh -huh. this, and like everybody was related to at least two, maybe even a third. So like keeping all this straight, like my head was spinning going yeah. into this. I thought it was a way simpler plot. But, I mean, not that this was that complex, but you know, just the layers that came within this was very you're entertaining right. for me. And you're you're starting off with this this back and forth between Denzel and Marky Mark. Oh my God, they're At the freaking diner. Cool. I love when yeah. Marky Mark's a little pissy. You know when he's his intelligent level, they seem to like play him just a little dumber than average and just a little feistier than I love that Mark Wahlberg. You know just what he brings to those characters. Well, but I think that that was sort of the 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 Navy SEAL Stigman playing. The dumb criminal statement, you know, in a lot of ways, too, which I found fascinating. You know, here's this guy who's playing the role of, you know, not just, but, you know, he has to pretend to be kind of a, of a, of, you know, of a wild card. A PETA advocate. Yeah. You know? yeah. How fun. It's like, hey, you've having yeah. to live, you've had to live your life like by certain rules now, like go free. Actually, we encourage it. The more rebellious, the better. I mean, I just, I've never met anybody that would openly go and talk shit to the cartels like he does. And it's like, he doesn't even hold back. He's he's like, you don't even give the chickens a, sh a chance to shoot back, you fucking puto, and like just starts going off on him. And it's like, dude, like there's a head in the bag over there. Like, come on. I mean, but if you yeah, know you can back, back it up when you talk shit, I think it's a little bit easier. It's like he's just comfortable in that environment comfortable saying all these things it doesn't come off too you know arrogant and you know i just i don't know i, I love him in those roles absolutely yeah 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 i kind of i kind of dug that too when we were watching this you know i said that i i kind of questioned my pick after the reactions of when it got chosen last week and after <laughs> the pancake ordering scene when he's on the phone and he's going back and forth and bossing him around and then denzel <laughs> walks into the way she's like don't listen to anything that he just said and go ahead and order him eggs or whatever he did and then the tipping at the end, it's like, they're like an old married couple, like the banter, the bickering, just the nah, 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 back and forth. <laughs> yeah. But yet they do these it's things. It's 30%. No, it's 15 or it's 7%. 15%. That's what I, thought, I what I thought was funny because it wasn't that, like, it basically established, I thought that that established that, that okay, there's nobody who is like a, um, oh, uh, you know, like usually when there's partners, there's a there's the the strong leader and then the other follower. Mm -hmm. But this mm -hmm. wasn't that mm -hmm. case, right? This is a this, duo for sure. That whole little duality that's going on in their minds and of everything, you know, about how to how to work with each other and and try to figure out how to work with each other. I think it was I think it was fascinating, and, and that was kind of like bucking with me a little bit too. <laughs> so, and I enjoyed the recycling we had of jokes too. Like we had the beginning of the uh, the donuts, like oh, you know, these are the best donuts in three things. We heard that joke, you know, multiple times throughout the thing. And I, That's I, not a saying. <laughs> you're at, right. You know, it was it was fun to kind of catch those and like, oh my gosh, there it goes again. Uh, but Alyssa and I were kind of chatting, watching the movie, 
Okay, see, you guys are going into the bank. You're robbing it. There's way more money than you anticipated. Do you guys take it all, or do you take what you can carry and get the hell out of there? Because, like, at that point, they took so much damn money. Like, I don't know. And also, how many duffel bags are you walking into before you rob it? Like, how many duffel bags do you think is enough? <laughs> well, not just that. But when they blew everything... There was money all over the place. Yeah. And the time that they took to stack it all nice and neat in the baby carriage, on the carts, whatever else, you know, to haul that well, out there was like. opened, right? And they were a bit and more were full. organized. Right. So they're yeah. stacked. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, they they legitly, like, did this the best way possible well, because yeah, they had all the, the time in the world. Right. When you like, don't fear that the cops on, are coming. Then I guess you can get your yeah. little rolly cart out, and you're like, "Hey, you want anything from the break room? <laughs> you know, like you want the fresh donuts, right? <laughs> and the fresh coffee to go." I enjoyed the joke too with the cops. Like, "Oh no, actually, we're doing it backwards. Instead of you guys chasing us, we're coming straight to you. Just lock them up in the jail cell." You know? <laughs> yeah. Freaking great. No, I don't know if I've actually seen a, a bank heist movie where they did it that way. No, that was. I, I guess you really can't get away with that unless it's a small town like Trace Crucis. <laughs> So, yeah, that that was fun. that was throwing me for a loop because the whole time I'm thinking, you know, you're on the Texas Mexico border. Like all I'm thinking is Las Cruces, which is in New Mexico, and I'm like, oh my gosh, like what is going on? Ugh. Well, but yeah, before that whole little town, right? Before that though, before the whole bank rob, we got to go back, right? We got to go talk about Poppy. Oh, right, because it goes a week earlier after we see yeah. the scene. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They haven't robbed, they haven't robbed the bank yet. You know, beginning, they're just looking around, but then they go and they meet, and we, you know, they drive to, they drive to Mexico to trade Poppy the passports and for the, then he stiffs them. I was like, you know, here's what, this is what was getting to me. It was like, okay, or not stiffs them, but he gives them the money instead of cocaine. And no, he really wanted the cocaine. Mm -hmm. And so it was like, all right, that's kind of was like now you're got, you're getting a little bit ballsy with this kind of a cartel guy and saying no, keep the cash. You owe me now. Yeah, now like, you wait, owe me. You're just kind of a runner, bro. <laughs> yeah, between him and yeah. Marky Mark, both have made comments like that that were very much like, wow. They don't make it feel like the big scary cartel the way they're talking to him. You know, not the way we see cartel in every other movie. Well, and like like even like Bobby Beans, he has that reputation as. Like, oh, yeah, it, like you hear Poppy talk about it. You know, he's like, he's like, yeah, you need something. You need a 63 Cadillac or a 63. Well, he was kind of like a 64 Impala, a tank, yeah, of, 64 a, Impala. A, a tank of ether and something else. And he's like, yeah, I know a guy. He was just testing I know a guy. Like, like, I know a guy. You know, he was just well, like, yeah, but I mean, that, that's that's how he's viewed. He's not viewed as a threat. He's just the guy that knows a guy. Everybody has a guy that knows a guy that knows a guy somewhere. You don't, you're not threatened by that person at all. So, yeah, by him popping that off, be like, no, you owe me now. It's like, you sure you want to do that? Like, yeah. Was this sure before or after he no. knew that his friend's head was in the bag? So, this was after. after. So, when you see that, right, your head could be a, is literally in like a bowling ball bag. Oh my gosh. And they're still mouthy. It's, it's confidence, right? That's not cocky. You've got to know that you've got the skills to be able to get yourself out of that situation. Yeah. I mean, he kind of shows it He's off like, with the right. chickens, which we don't need to talk about how, uh, like, that scene, because that is just so messed up on Hilarious. so many ways. God, that was... Hits them all. Okay. You know, when they're coming back across... Here's where they're coming back across the border. They're crossing the border going back in the U.S., was Bobby, ex I can't remember, was Bobby expecting to be pulled over? Because we find out after. Yes. Okay. So maybe do you think that Which he that did anything off. that could have possibly been kind of bad or stumbly just so that Stig didn't get suspicious? And maybe he'd be like, oh, well, that's what. That's why I we think it, know, I, it's too much I think it because it. because the plan was for him to be having to have cocaine for them to get arrested. Stig was going to get arrested and probably go to jail for the possession of cocaine. He, he was a criminal kind of guy anyway, you know, and then Bobby was yeah. doing his DEA type stuff. And then they were going to bust 
poppy with the cocaine, right? So that was kind of, the, I think, the plan. But then that got fucked up because they didn't have any cocaine with them. And and now, I, 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 this was the, the, obviously the first big reveal when they're in there in the police station. And Denzel just, you know, Bobby's just lawyer. Sure. Lawyer, 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 yeah, and you know, but but just to get the border patrol guy out of there, I guess you know, because then once Which, he's out of there, now they can start talking. But but what do you do as a border patrol agent when you're like, all right, I mean, we can't do anything. He lawyered up, so we can't talk to him. I'll leave, and then you're like holding the door open, waiting for the DEA guy to come out. Like, come on, he he said lawyer, you you can't <laughs> you be can't in here be either. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, are, are yeah, you not coming? You're federal also, just like me. You know? Yeah. <laughs> well, this go. was our, our first reveal, too, like you said, Steve, and still completely caught me off guard because, you know, you see him going lawyer, lawyer, and then Mark Wahlberg's just being the smart ass. I was like, all right, they don't seem to be on the same page here. Do they not have the same lawyer set up? So that's when that reveal came and it just like smacked me. I was like, oh, you know, just completely caught me off guard. <laughs> well, my, my biggest concern was like, so it makes sense what the DEA is doing, but yeah, why is why is the Navy involved in this in any way, shape, or form? And if they get busted, like how is how is Stig gonna get out of it? Right, because it just it well, seems sketchy on his side the entire time. It does, yeah, because ultimately the Navy itself isn't involved in this, right? That's where we find out that, like, you know, later mm-hmm. when we find out that, like, Deb. And Harvey are basically the ones that concocted this plan to get this money, right? I think that they they, they wanted them to rob the bank, even you know maybe like right after they realized, oh, the the, the drugs aren't there, right? Mm-hmm. Or, or you know we don't have the cocaine, but then it's like, oh wait, but there's this bank and it has forty three million dollars in it. Deb knew, and Harvey knew, wait, but how did Deb know? That the CIA had money there. Well, that's I, like I was going to ask how they figured out that there was so much money, because is I mean is three million really worth it? Well, that's yeah. I think that they probably thought it was just three million, you know. Yeah. So they were going to be happy with that three million, but then it turned out to be a lot more. They were like, <laughs> baller, you know. Oh, I was just going to say it's all it was also shady. Like I remember the first time watching, I was relieved to find out that Stig was also something undercover because Bobby was just willing to like put it all on him and just let him go to jail. But then we find out that his like like he says, the people that were family today or yesterday want to kill me today. You know, they were just going to leave him out to high and dry like, yeah, go rob this bank. Whatever happens, if you get in trouble, we may not be able to help you. But it was like no one cared about him. And so that was something over the course of the movie. I realized like he was the person I was rooting for through all of it. A little bit more than Bobby, too. I'm, I'm, I'm curious how he how his commanding officer rigged this whole thing with the Navy. When they're like, hey, SEAL Team whatever's going out. And he's like, actually, they're under... a super secret assignment that we can't talk about. It's like, yeah, can't do that. Cause Stig obviously had to be with Bobby beans for a hot minute to gain some trust. You know, it's not like they've been riding together for a week. Like, right. How did, how how, how did this cover story and backstory align together that he was able to do that with the Navy? We probably should go on to two, Brian. You already? Yep. (laughs) Bobby and Stig are surprised to find over $43 million in the vault, not $3 million. Stig follows orders to betray Bobby and escape with the money. He shoots Bobby in the upper arm rather than killing him, but is surprised to see Bobby's DEA badge and leave him in the desert. After bringing him the money, Stig is betrayed by Quince but escapes. Meanwhile, a man named Earl aggressively interrogates people associated with the robbery and follows Bobby's trail. Bobby goes to Stig to find the money only to have Stig contact him from a sniper post across the street. A hit squad sent by Quince attacks the apartment, but Stig helps Bobby escape. Bobby tries to tell Jessup what happened, but Earl and his men are already there. Earl kills Jessup, frames Bobby, and lets him go, agreeing to clear his name if he receives the $43 million. So this was uh, turn after turn after turn through the scene, mm-hmm. you know, switching mm-hmm. teams, switching mm-hmm. scene, switching scene. And it blows my mind how people can still willingly go undercover. 
Like, we covered it in The Departed. How many times do people go undercover, shit goes south, and now you just get cut and hung for dry? There's no way to recover anything. There's no way to prove your innocence. How, like, the payout must be great for them to be willing to do this. Like, I just don't get it. Mental manipulation mm-hmm. and filling you full of bullshit and buttering you up, I feel like, and dangling carrots and all that put together. But also, I think ego gets into it, right? Because this isn't an easy job. So, you know, it's kind of like, oh, I could do this. I'm rough and tough. But <clears throat> I was trying to think of where we. Sorry, I got lost where we're at because I know we already talked about some of the things that were covered in here. Well, they've got the money. Oh. They're heading out to the desert and going, oh, shit, we've got a whole bunch of money in front of us. What are we doing here? Yeah. Right. I mean, it, did you expect Marky Bark to get away with the cash or did you think Denzel was going to get away with the cash? I thought they were going to talk it out right there, hash it out, split it 50-50. Like, didn't see the big deal. Yeah, I didn't know what was going to happen in that. But then, I mean, it seems like he had no problem just shooting him and letting him stay in the desert, but he did not shoot him and kill him, right? Which he was already ordered to at that point, wasn't he? Was. Yeah. So was that like a little, was that him showing mercy and like us already seeing that maybe he didn't trust his connections or the people that he was reporting to because he let him live? I just kind of see it as as him actually liking Bobby, and he's like, you know what? I'm doing what I said I was going to do, but... Oopsies, he survived. I I like him, I'm not going to kill him, but I'm going to shoot him in the arm. Let him die of dehydration. I don't think, and, and, you know, I think if it came to that point, right, because they were both expecting $3 million, right? Now we have $43 million, and... And I don't think Stig would have pulled his gun if he didn't hear Bobby going for his. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, but they didn't talk about splitting it or anything like that. But Denzel was just I, I would arrest have, him. Yeah, I would have taken the twenty million, split it fifty fifty, taken that, given the given the CEO like four, and just be like, hey, there was more than we thought. You know, here you go. Okay, bye. <laughs> There's an extra one million. That's it. Yeah. I'm disappearing right. off, like, I'm disappearing off the face of the planet, and you're never going to see me again, and I'll make my $17 million last a hell of a lot longer in a foreign country. Bye. Heck, bye. <laughs> well, I mean, when they finally stop in the desert at that point, Bobby, he told Deb, this is when we're robbing the bank, this is when you guys need to come in and, you know, bust us, and, and they didn't. Because right, I remember they're leaving, and he's kind of looking around like, what the hell? Why is nobody actually chasing us? Well, so yeah, he, he tells suspicious. the guard, like, he hands the guard the key, and he's like, you're probably going to hear some gunshots outside. Keep everybody in here safe. This is for the police station across the street to go let the cops out that are probably getting the shit beat out of them by the inmates in the, in the other <laughs> cell, maybe. Right. But I didn't notice that at first. So let's another story. That out <laughs> <to me. laughs> See, I was thinking about that, and I was wondering – I bet those inmates wouldn't fucking touch them because they know somebody's going to come get them out. For and sure. if those cops are beat, they're going to get there. <laughs> they're going to be toast. So I think that that's sort of like, we call it like, you know, uh, um, um, obedience of the unenforceable, right? So it's like, you yeah. know, this, uh, we can't make your, you know, there's nothing here to say that you shouldn't, but, but you know you shouldn't because... Something's gonna bad is gonna happen to you if you do. Well, this. I, I I was thinking about it too, and I I thought the same thing, but then I also thought, I mean, that guy in the cell right there next to the sheriff is probably his neighbor. So <laughs> you know, it's yeah. small town, like yeah, it's it's small town. Like it, they it know who exactly Christmas. it is, and it's like if you beat me up, I'll just go tell your mama and. <laughs> <laughs> Let her deal with it, and sure enough, that's what would happen. You're not getting any red beans and Good rice point. today. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Good Down Louisiana way. Uh, yeah, in the apartment, we got Bobby running around through there. Marky Mark's got him through the scope, shooting around. 
And I thought that was a fun scene. It reminded me of a video game. Like, you know, when you play those video games, you've got that map where you can see where all the bad guys are. That's yeah. what it felt mm -hmm. like to me. You know, he's moving. All right, there's a guy to your left, guy to your right. Like, that was, I don't know, it was pretty enjoyable. It was fun for me. That's this scene had a lot because I agree it was fun. We got to see a little bit of that back and forth, like in the beginning in that diner. Um, but also, they really have to make a choice here, right? Because you have people on your tail, they have guns. Are you guys going to work with each other or against each other? And, or at least at, definitely on Bobby's end to get out of there. But I also was pretty impressed that. Stig knew, okay, you need to go and hide behind the lockers. Like he knew the layout of his home, which obviously is probably not impressive because that is how his mindset is just being like with his experience. But I liked that, especially for the first the fact, time I watched it. I was like, oh, look except at for the fact that he, he didn't know that he had a mirror right there. And the one spot that he was looking for was good. Like, you know everything else, but you don't know that you have a mirror. Okay. Yeah. But what? Well, 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 one thing I didn't really like was it the, was the uh, lighting. It made the yeah. Scene. I, I okay, guess it could be that the mirror being there. <laughs> I just hate the fact that he's like, you know, he's he's telling him like, hey, they're coming up the elevator. Like, go hide behind here, and he like pops behind this like curtain little area. And then what comes into the room next to him? A flashbang. And he's like, Oh, yeah. Okay, I'll be fine behind this curtain. I'm going to cover my ears. That's what works like, in Call of Duty. Hmm. And through all that, like, Marky Mark, he just, or I guess Stig, he just keeps his calm. He's like, Oh, man, you've got this many seconds until this happens. And, like, he's just cool and calm and still has his little wittiness under pressure. But, so I kind of to zigzag and go back a little bit um we haven't talked about earl yet and you know he has kind of been trotting I, around in the movie so far i hate earl and i hate the introduction to earl yeah. and i hate how we figure out who earl is i feel like they could have done earl so much more with this character well the best the first interact the first interaction with earl is that is that at jessup's house no, it's at it's at, oh, the, it's bank. at the bank. It's at the bank. After the robbed. when he's yeah. he's poking... the little guy, the little <laughs> bank little manager guy. guy. <laughs> I mean, he was. He, what does he do? He puts he stabbed his hand with something. He takes yeah, he You're takes like, thumbtacks and he pushes them through the note cards, and mm. then turns it over on one side and duct tapes or rubber bands them all together. So he slams them down into his yeah. Hand. He slams the whole stack down because he said they're push. You're right, the push pins push pins yeah. and then flips that over and then puts them into the bottom of the stack and then just smacks that yeah it's like holy shit building the suspense All right so then we next see him when he goes to the vet's office which there always seems to be a vet or a crooked surgeon associated with these which, guys i don't know how he found the vet he says Denzel? like I just oh. figured like eyes all well, over no, the place. Well, no, Denzel knows. Like Denzel kind of explains the whole it's like how he the knows razor's the vet. In the front. But yeah. yeah, how does how does Earl know that? Earl's the, the, saw this the guy front, see the it. parked out front. He said, "Yeah, and, yeah." But how does he stole of you how does he know about the razor? Did he track down Billy Bob and and his friend that were yeah, trekking they, through they, the desert? Yeah, and yeah, because yeah, he because he, he, he said he said we found two. Two rednecks out in the desert, stuff like that. Oh, you know, yeah, okay. I must, I must there. have missed that, that line because I heard him say like, "Yeah, there's a razor outside with a man who got shot driving it." But I was like, I don't know how he figured that out. I, I didn't hear him say anything about finding the two rednecks. Yeah, we are so he unofficially pops officially his head holding in. this down. <laughs> <laughs> Those two guys. So, man, I swear, this whole movie. I guess the thing that really kind of irritated me a lot about this movie was how shitty it made people look, right? It made these rednecks Especially look like people from Texas. Texas, right? <laughs> people, it made these fucking people from, te from Texas just look like incompetent assholes, the ones either at the, at the bank, uh, you know, the cops. Um, I have the, been to towns like this. I didn't and think they were too they far They are off. in Texas. And and then like these guys on the <laughs> razor and then it made like the military look bad. It made people and then made the DEA look bad. It made the CIA look bad. It was like 
everybody's fucking corrupt. And so I just, just the impression <laughs> that this movie leaves with a lot of people is like, oh, yeah, you can't fucking trust. That's why you can't trust the government. That's why you can't fucking do it. Look at the CIA. They fucking hide money in banks. The, you know, I mean, yes, based on that, true yes that is... Because that can are, be an extreme view for sure. These these are documentaries that people yeah. believe. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. But also I think a more rational point, like perspective, is there's a little bit of corruption in everything. Right? Because there are people that don't there, get into it for the, the Navy good is not corrupted. I'm not saying the Navy. I'm saying Whoa. people. You're telling me that every single person in the Navy that is in a, no, a position not. of power never abuses that. I would ever. never say that. I would never say right. that. <laughs> so I'm not saying that the whole system is fucked and corrupt, but there are people that have bad intentions and that are corrupt and they have jobs everywhere in every field. So I've, I don't know. I get what you're saying. It's unfortunate that people can't just enjoy a movie and let it be like, let all these weird little things align and, and not make it have a message, I guess. Right. Well, but I think that, go ahead, Ryan. I was just going to say it does like, yeah, it makes, you know, all these different, you know, factions look bad, but oh my God, the CIA, I feel like they are absolutely the worst. Are they the, <laughs> yeah, the most hated between the CIA, FBI, DEA? It seems like CIA, those are the fuckheads. Nobody likes them. See, I, I, but that's why you say that. And do you only know that because of movies where you've 100%. seen CIA, right? That's what builds the biases in the societies when people but, I mean, don't. But people, maybe that's how the CIA yes. wants it, though. Or is it just trying to take away some of the heat from <laughs> our outside friends? You know, for years, the Russians were the bad guys. And then the or the Germans were before that. And then the Middle Easterns have been the bad guys for a while. So, like, now maybe... And then China had their glory moments for being the bad guys. So now it's like, hey, let's focus in on home. We got some maybe bad guys we're here, we're the bad guys. Yeah. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Um, Y'all ready for three? We didn't yeah. really talk about, about Earl killing Jessup and him coming in and, and framing Bobby with it. But, yes, because I, I found that that's, that that was a pretty intimidating scene. You know, he's like, yeah, here's – and, and just, just what an asshole he is, even to his guys, who's, like, basically calling dumbasses and slapping around, you know. And this – well, because, yeah, you, you know, the guy, like, answers the door right away and then – you know, it's like, oh, click, here goes the gun, and just gets his ass beat. <laughs> well, I think that's that's the scene where we we actually really see Earl's true power that he has, because he's like, I'm going to mm -hmm. kill this chief of the DEA and not give a fuck, fuck about, about anything. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I can shoot this guy right here and frame you for it. It's the kind of power yeah. that I have. Yeah. Yeah. This is crazy. All right, let's go to three, Brad. <clears throat> Bobby and Stig kidnap Poppy and clear the air between them before interrogating Poppy in Reese's garage. Poppy tells them that Earl is a CIA agent and that the money they stole was the CIA's cut from the drug profits Poppy and the other cartels pay in exchange for using CIA planes to smuggle drugs across the border. When the house is attacked by Quince's team, Bobby, Stig, and Reese escape, as does Poppy. The three are captured, the three are captured by Poppy's men and taken to his farm. After a beating, the men are given 24 hours to return the money or Reese will die. Bobby infiltrates Quince's office at the Naval Air Station in Corpus Christi, discovering Quince is Reese's boyfriend and that they had planned to steal the money for themselves. So the chicken scene at the beginning, I loved it. Marky Mark just being able to shine with his one-liners. But then again, we get to see this greatness between the two of them when they go and steal Poppy. Like, when he came in power slid and knocked the shit out of Poppy's henchmen, oh my god, I watched that scene two or three times today because, oh, it freaking got me. It was so damn good. How about that Bronco, though? Shoot. Right? Hey. Did love that. Ooh. I, I saw I also... that and I was like, even the paint job, like, hot damn. <laughs> I also liked when they, like, they went on their little adventure in the desert and i don't know they're kind of going back and forth they weren't, weren't really working together yet but then they slide in together and their driver's windows meets and they knock each other out like cheesy scene <laughs> that would probably never happen but i'm here for it lay it on thick <laughs> no i i kind of dug it too I, I was laughing at that too but I, because like as soon as like he steals 
you know, throws Poppy in the back of the truck, uh, you know, and slams the door shut. And then now we're like, okay, who's going to drive? Well, nobody's, I, I'm going to take him and you're not going with me type thing, you know? But then, yeah, so he runs off and I love the whole car chase scene. I, I love the comment at the end of that scene and they're like, did he throw up or pass out? Which one do you think? <laughs> I'm like, they pumped it up. Nope, definitely threw up. <laughs> oh, so growing up. My first truck growing up was an old Dodge pickup, and I had one of those little bed covers. Well, sure enough, it's a two-wheel drive truck, and I'm going to take it through the mud because all my buddies had trucks that can handle that, and I am going to give it a shot. Well, I get it stuck, and we get it out, and one of my buddies completely, like, Chris Farley face plants into the mud. I'm like, dude, you're not getting in my truck. My truck on the outside is brown, the interior is brown, you're brown, but I'm still not going to mix it. So we threw him in the back, and of course you know he's he's a bigger guy huskier fellow he's got a little padding so i start driving like a jackass leaving there because we have to drive through an apartment complex and, like hitting those like speed did. bumps and sure enough you can see the lid kick open a couple times <laughs> oh man he was okay he, he was laughing it's horrible Great time, that's when i come home i come home and on the driveway in the middle of the driveway there is like puddles or piles of mud <laughs> <laughs> piles of mud on the driveway brian's car is like parked along the street still wet <laughs> like i don't know oh, what happened dad who who took their who, who took their two-wheel drive four-wheeling <laughs> <laughs> made it back safe that's all that counts right oh man <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm guilty of that then then we figured out you just go to those spray off car washes hose it down, and then next thing you know, they start having signs up that says, like, no spraying mud off vehicles. And it's like, well, what the fuck is this thing for? Anyway. Where am I going to clean it off? Difference. Damn it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Get back to Deb's place. I didn't realize that they were at Deb's place until she came in when they were yeah, interrogating. Right? right? had no idea, right. but they are interrogating. Hanging, out in, the, hanging out in the garage, and then all of a sudden the door's <laughs> open, and she's like, what the fuck? <laughs> Dude, the fucking yogurt like, argument was so good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm gonna grab it. Sure, just help yourself. It's a, what? It's a yogurt. It's, it's a big a yogurt. <laughs> I don't like her. I don't like her. Like, oh man, Marky, freaking awesome, man. What? What does he say to Poppy about the yogurt? Doesn't he like walk out there and he's like, "Do you want a yogurt? Because you'll get fucking yelled at for it or something like that." He pops off like some little comment to Poppy about it. I can't remember what it is. Uh, Again, this shows how ballsy they are. A, a, I can't believe they were able to steal a big drug cartel. There's one henchman that they had to get rid of. But then, yeah, of course, they have no problem that they just kidnapped this guy. They're not really too worried about the repercussions. Because I was impressed that Poppy, he rounded up his boys and had them within, what, minutes after they got let him go? It's crazy. Right. Yeah, how... And not just a few boys, like the whole squad rolled up. How did he know where he was at to tell them where to go? He got a tracker right up there. All, all, because all he says to his cartel members is like, "It's a gray Dodge Challenger." And then next thing you know, you see him. You're the leader. I don't know. I was just, I was a little confused by that. It's like somebody, like there's a tracking device somewhere. They were headed in the right direction already. I think. That's a really good point. I didn't really think about that. Just like, and then like how all of those guys can converge into one spot all at the same time. And we have this army, like, this cartel army. Yeah. It seemed like they went like maybe 10 blocks. They didn't go far, you know, a few miles, but yeah, I guess maybe just how small the town is. I don't know. I mean, in the city, they have little whistle signals, right? We've seen that in a lot of different movies. So why would it not be the same in the country? Maybe they're not whistling. Well, but, but these guys aren't Americans. There's Mexicans, right? They're the Mexican cartels. Yeah, they can't cartels. whistle. They're, no, it's, <laughs> that's not what I'm saying. I was like, they don't live there. They don't know that area that well. I mean, they might. But ah. but then, like, why does Dee live there in this little town? She, she's a DEH. You're going to be in a bigger fucking city. You're not going to be in this whatever small little town is but the interesting so here's the part where now they got a plan because neither one of them knows where the money or oh stig knows well, where no, the money. stig knows the money is well but, right now poppy's got him captured oh that's right poppy poppy's They're got him upside captured. down so earlier in the we movie see the we bowl. see yes yeah, so we see poppy and the bull earlier in the movie and Alyssa leans over to me and she goes guess what that thing's going to be used for so my mind starts running for the next 45 minutes until we see <laughs> this bull no again idea. 
And now all of a sudden the bull's there. And I swore he said something about like this is a prize stud bull or something like that. So I, I went gross. I was like, this is going to be something gross. I don't know if I want to see this as an R movie. What am I ready for? So like when it came to just like the pinata style, I was very much relieved. See, this, this, this kind of confused me because at the very beginning – when Bobby meets with Poppy and he's like, nice bull. And he's like, yeah, thanks. I just picked him up. Hopefully he's a good breeder. You know, he's a good stud. And then two weeks later or a week later in a, like six hours, it's all of a sudden a prize breed, like breeding bull. Like, I don't understand that. And now he what has the bull. Because he tells Bobby like a week before that he's like, yeah, I just got it. I don't know if it's going to be a good bull or not. He's just confident. Oh. He's confident a week later, he's he's all about it. And now he has that bull trained by a whistle almost. Which that was kind of cool. Yeah. Maybe that was good the point. test. Is it going to be a good bull? Like, can it be a, like, what is he? Hmm. What is his definition you of a like good bull? That's a lot of cattle Killer. prodding. That's a lot of cattle prodding that week to fucking make that mm -hmm. uh, bull listen. Actually, and that mm -hmm. breaks your theory there, Steve. He What's whistled that? to bring that bull in. Cartel clearly can whistle. I <laughs> See, now you're putting biases in people's minds again, Brian. <laughs> that was pretty fucking good. <laughs> But yeah, I, I did. I didn't think it was a fun ordeal. I feel like these guys very much get the soft side from the bad guys because the roulette guy pulled back, never ended up shooting, um, you know, Bobby. And then they got what two attempts at the bull swinging at their heads before he called it off. Like these guys are lucky. They're lucky fellows. I mean, he barely hit him in the in the gut with the bat. Just like yeah, what is that? A wiffle ball bat, man? Come on, if you're he's, gonna swing at swing him. He's getting the shit beat out of him. And then he's just like, oh, anyway, I'm going to keep talking yeah, shit. Right. Well, I'm hanging Puffy's up right now. Oh, keep, he knows Marky Mark's shit. workout routine. He knows those abs are steel. He's not breaking that shit. <laughs> I don't know. I was, I was waiting for somebody to get a finger cut off or, you know, something Ooh. worse is about to happen. But you don't, they're yeah, just like, some... they're like, hey, we'll get you the money. And he's like, oh, okay. Cut him down. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean I his, his, his guy, really his guy does wanted. come in and, yeah, but his guy does come in and say, like, hey, Earl's in your living room. Like, do you want to go talk to him? So, this is true. But then they room. hold on to Deb. That is their, I guess they're, you're not going to just sneak out on us. Um, so how wow. did they get, I mean... Because we see, like, Bobby is questioning Deb a little bit. Shut up, Brian. I'm, I'm talking out with my hands. Because Bobby's, like, questioning Deb the whole time about, you know, how did you know this? How did you know that? And then all of a sudden, whenever the cartel just surrounds him, she disappeared. And then we see her in the barn. I wonder that too. I was like, wait a second. She was there and then she wasn't. And so it made me wonder, like, was she with them? Or I don't know. I was curious because at this point in the movie, I just assumed everyone was crooked. <laughs> Everyone's got their yeah. hands in that a little bit. So, yeah, that, I don't know. But I thought it was, I mean, this is where the movie, uh, it kind of slows down at this point or a little after this um, because it's when I'm trying to think of the scenes when slows down, they blow up a Navy base. Well, it's okay. Right after the Navy base, it slows down. I, I think. At oh, okay. This, sorry. At, at this I'm point, we, we see them, we see them planning like how they're going to like get the money back and stuff like that. When in reality, <laughs> the they don't plan stuff out very well. It seems like. Well, I, I don't even think that they plan planning. much. You're right. There is no planning, planning with, but just like, okay, well, we're going to get onto the Navy base. They talk about, about it a lot. They didn't see it coming. <laughs> yeah. Oh, right. Because this is when he puts together that Deb is meeting with, what's the name? Quince under Harvey. Harvey. Yeah. And so he's putting it together and then he knows that when they get to the Navy base because he questions him on that. 
He questions yeah. Old Harvey about it. Yeah. yeah. Well, because he, they're going to the casino. Because, you know, because he had already questioned Deb in the car before they got captured by Poppy. Yeah. Because he's already like, how did they know? How did those guys know? Why did they come to your apartment? Why your Why would they come to your house? How did they Are they going to the casino? It's not the Casino Royale. It's the Hotel Royale. Yeah. That's one of those. Too. <laughs> it's one of those. Hotel Royale. We already slide to four. Get to that base. Meanwhile, Stig asks Admiral Tui, Quince's boss, for help. Tui orders Quince's arrest. Both men escape from the U.S. Navy master at Arm's office, but Poppy kills Reese because they were unable to return the money in time. Bobby later realizes the money is in a motel room he and Reese had frequented in, while Stig returns to Poppy's farm for vengeance. Stig is surrounded by Poppy's men when both Quince and Earl intervene. Bobby arrives in a car filled with money and blows it up scattering bills everywhere, leading to a massive shootout. Earl reveals that the CIA has 20 other secret banks, and that the loss of $43 million is only a minor setback. Signaling Stig with a phrase from the earlier conversation, Bobby shoots Quince and Stig shoots Earl. Finally, they kill Poppy and escape, but not before Bobby shoots Stig in the leg as payback for being shot earlier. They plan to continue to take down the CIA's secret banks, and Bobby reveals that he has stashed some of the stolen money away. Well, when you read that segment, the movie really sounds like it picks up. <laughs> but yeah, just kind of proved Alyssa wrong. There was there. a there was a little point where I'm like, oh, I'm reaching for my phone. I'm, you know, there's just a lull. But it is definitely after they go into the Navy office, and Steve, like you said, they go in and they just wreck shit, and they blow it up. I was really so for one thing. Again, driving onto a Navy base. Now, in, even in 2013, we have uh, we have barriers, we have stanchions. If somebody runs a gate, they hit this button, and these things pop up. It'll fucking stop their car, right? Uh, like a badass, though. Yeah. And those fucking happen, right? So unless they were broken in Corpus Christi, <laughs> you know that they didn't have that. Um, but and and there's other there's other measures, right? You can't just fucking like run a gate. You you could, but you're gonna get fucking killed, right? That's happened actually recently. Uh, you know, within the past year, somebody tried to run a gate and got fucking killed. But now they're gonna go up there, and the, he busts in. He, he, he drops it. He drops off Stig at the at the one at the one office. Let him go go see Quince, or not Stig, but he drops off Benny or Benny Bobby. <laughs> Bobby. Bibbidi Bobby. I didn't Bibbidi. get why he punched that first Bibbidi dude Bibbidi. in the office. Like I thought it was Quince that he punched at first, like just knowing. But it was just some random dude. Like I feel like that wouldn't have got a hey step outside while I talk to this dude. No, you just fucking put hands on somebody well, the, in the office. And the guy right. was like, "Hey, can we help you?" And he's just like, "No, fuck you, bam." And it's like, <laughs> like literally, the guy was asking, "Like, hey, can I help you with something?" And you just beat the shit out of him. Fuck you. Yeah. How how pissed so would stupid. you be if you're about to eat lunch and some little dickhead comes <laughs> running through the door and punching people? I'd be like, no, yeah. I'm not going to listen to you. Get the fuck out. You yeah. spilled my sauce. My guys are going to fucking yeah. arrest you. They're going to arrest you, and we're going to talk to you in fucking jail. And we've got, I was just, we've got Bobby. So this, I mean, obviously Bobby's just listening to him saying, hey, it's the money's in his office, it's in his safe. We saw how big this fucking stack is. That safe was, I mean, it was a big safe. There's no way that stuff was fitting in that safe. So obviously oh, dude, Bobby he had a had 32 go gun himself. safe. That was not big Maybe. enough for all that cash. That back Maybe that a Trump 32 gun. Maybe a 28 gun. And but. yeah, it's not fitting in there. Uh, so we've we've got no cash. We're going separate ways, and honestly, I uh, Alyssa told me there was a scene towards the, we we finished the movie separately, and she's like, "Yeah, there was a scene there at the end. It slowed down, and I'd rewatched it multiple times because I kept pulling up my phone." So of course, at the end of the movie, I, I ended up doing the same thing. It was when they reconvened back in the bar. They were talking to each other. It was right before the money was found in the hotel. Same thing. All of a sudden, I look up, and there's a shit ton of money in the hotel. I was like, oh, what happened? So I went back three minutes, and mm -hmm. sure enough, same thing. I picked up my phone again. I was like, damn it, man. Dude, <laughs> oh, thanks for being honest, because mm -hmm. I was ashamed of my fucking self, especially when you look up at the same moment, and you're like, are we living in a simulation? Like, is this deja vu? Because this is, this, I'm living this over and over again. But I think it's right after Deb, De Deb dies, 
Mm-hmm. And then he goes to, I didn't get that scene. Why does he go see her? Like her body. Is that like a closure thing? And also, what was it about her ring? Like, was I not paying attention? So but she why did was it the beginning of the movie up? too. There was a I point know. when they were hanging out. She put it on. I think it was right when they were doing it, or right Is before they were doing shit? it. It was in the it was, it was in the police station when she came in, and she was uh, Jessup was in there with Bobby, and she's like, and then she moved it over, or from one thumb to the other one. I guess that means hey, hook up. Yeah. Now. I don't know. Maybe it's a hookup sign. Let's hook oh. up together. I, I don't know. It, it never oh. explained it. That's right? the yeah, only yeah. thing I could think is like. It's like on New Girl, Nick would always leave the coffee mug out on the thing, and that's like, "Hey, I want to have sex it's with on. you." Like that's their that's their sign. Yeah. And so, I, so that, the only thing I could think was that the ring was the the sex sign. And then he goes to the motel. All right, you just he goes to the he gets the idea that the money forty three million dollars must be hidden under the mattress. In the motel where we hung out a couple of times. I guess there's no other place you could hide it in a hotel. But have you guys never checked those? I legitimately check those mm-hmm. every time I go to hotels. Looking for forty three million? Seen, well, not usually the forty three million. It's either a body, it's a gun stash, there's drugs, there's money. But I have seen too many shows and too many movies where they've got those solid base what you know, so nothing can roll underneath. Ass- Hotels are used to it. Right? <laughs> Not shady enough. Yeah. I still can't find Going anything. Motel 6, Brian. We We're about to because these fancy places you keep taking me, there's nothing cool under there. Except the oh, so, so you're That's you're on it like an Easter egg hunt. You're not just doing it to check for the boogeyman. Listen, or you, Oh, no. yeah. I'm you do that the cool at the stuff. thrift store when you hope you find a 20 in the pocket of the pants that you've bought, but you don't do that at yeah. hotels. That is too much. But you know what, Every Steve? Time. You just saying that? Did he know what the ring was? And did that ring lead him? Because he knew that the Camino Real was their hookup place. Right? And he knew, I think, what hotel room. But and no, the so, Camino Real wasn't the wasn't the yeah, that their was hookup her place. And her boyfriend. That's where that her, her and Harvey would hook up. The shady shit motel. That, no, the no, shady the, the shady. Was. the shady place motel was where the money was. So how, did Harvey give her all the money and say, go hide this in the place that you have sex with Bobby? <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, or I don't I don't know. She hid it there because she thinks, okay, Harvey gets his half and I know he's taken care of. But does she put it there as just in case something happens to me, at least Bobby will get it? Because she, she does make the comment she when she's on the phone. Right. She says, if I can't have Bobby, I'll take. 50 or 22 mil or whatever her cut was. So maybe that was her way of like leaving it as a backup for him. Oh, what a love story. Hmm. I just didn't get how he made that fucking connection though. That's what he is. He told Harvey, yeah. I think, I think he, he told Harvey, Oh, Hey, this guy has all the money. Bring your guys. I'm going to draw. I'm going to bring him out and you kill everybody. And then I don't think he had a plan after that. Right. <laughs> after that. But there goes Bobby then with the with the cavalry. All right, Bobby comes in with the cavalry, which I thought that was not predictable. But you kind of saw that coming. Hey, let's bring everybody together. Let's pit them against each other. The the money's there. What you guys are accusing me of, it's right there. You guys solve it amongst yourself. It was great. And then we blow it up. Why? And then the movie yeah. goes out there. I'm like, what the f-? like? Why fun did ending. he blow it fun up? Fun ending. But yeah, very much. I didn't quite understand. You, you the could reasoning. have literally parked another car down the road, full of guns, whatever. Let them duke it out, and then just walk to that car, drive the car back, and kill who's ever left, and then keep all the money instead of blowing up this '64 Impala. It just it doesn't make sense to me either. I had saw like. I remember I saw I saw that point and I remembered like oh yeah that's why I haven't watched this movie since the first time I've watched it. Yeah, I just saw that. I was like, why the fuck did you blow it up? You know, it's like it made you're right. It made no sense to blow this up. <clears throat> but yeah, they did. And then they everybody dies. They kill everybody. Basically, well, yeah, they pretty much ended up killing everybody. They get away unscathed, except. Bobby, Bobby owes him back and so shoots him in the fucking leg. 
which I can appreciate that. Let's put a bow, yeah. finish this circle, bring it all together. And the fact that he drops him in the leg was just like, I've got a one up here. I'm not just getting you back. I got to get one back up on you. So he pops him in the leg. And then Marky Mark, did you see his little hobble he had going there? He kept switching legs, which one he was hobbling on, I felt like. <laughs> I was like, dude, did you, did you forget which one you were, you were supposed to be limping on, man? <laughs> like, this really burns, man. <laughs> <laughs> How many times we got to do this take, man? <laughs> but but yeah, it was a bizarre ending. Bizarre ending. And did they just become bank robbers then? That's what they do? Yeah. That's what their job I, it, is now? Everything illegal that they've done in the past <laughs> is now not covered or sanctioned right. by the U.S. government. So they are double fucked. And the, and the FBI is fucking probably, they're probably number one, number two on the FBI's fucking most wanted list, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. Right? Right, and yeah. then we find out Bobby's got a stash. And Bobby's, right? so, Bobby's keeping all the fucking money he's stealing, not all of it, but he's keeping fucking money he's stealing and using that to further more fucking criminal activities. These are actually fucking bad guys. Yeah, love but Bobby's that. also an asshole, and he's not. He doesn't tell his partner that he kept some money. Right. He doesn't. He doesn't say a damn word until he like throws out. Oh, let me count seven hundred dollars for a fucking tip. It's like, I like Stig's. Like half that's mine. I shot right. half the bad guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, but really, which it was the bullshit of that they got the money. So I don't know. I yeah. think like I like how at the end of the movie he he got him back with his shot, and then he sneaks on him. Hey, guess what? We got cash, so don't worry. I got this meal, and we'll tip heavy because I know how you feel about that. And then he shoots him a wink, and that's how the movie ends. And I just thought that that was perfect. It was a nice little little bow. On this movie, I don't know. I I I really gave up after the helicopter scene. <laughs> you never miss. I never miss. Like, oh Jesus, here we go. Right. As soon as he said that, I was like, and I'm done. <clears throat> you guys ready to get to those scores? I am ready. ready. Let's do it. Welcome to our Too Much Slice Meter. If this is your first time watching the podcast, then uh, this is the part where we break it down. We've got to discuss how good these movies are for a movie night. Uh, our movie night scale goes on a zero to eight slice movie. A zero slice movie is going to be hanging upside down with the bowl running at your head. And an eight slice movie is going to be, well, walking away with uh, 43 million, 20 million. Uh, who knows how much he had, but it was quite a bit of money. This week, Alyssa, this was your winning movie. Do you uh, have a preference where you're going? I'll start it off. Start get us it, off. Get her done. Set the tone. Well, um, if you've listened to the beginning of the episode, you know that this was a, a hidden gem kind of Marky Marks. Not one that you would initially think of uh, when we tell you it was Marky Mark week. Um, there was a lot of other good ones on the board, but I thought this one, I was satisfied. You know, there was the moment where I kind of picked up my phone and then I looked down and I said, okay, well, there's only 25 minutes I can make it through that. But I think every movie kind of has its little area where you lose interest um, because you need that to build speed for the big helicopter fight scene at the end. Um, I also appreciated like the little characters, the vet. He's a little weirdo of an actor. I like him, but he always plays an interesting little character, and I enjoyed the banter back and forth. So I was thinking about where am I going to put this at? And to me, it's a great movie, but I've only – I say great just being generous – I've only seen it once before now, and uh, that was probably about eight years ago. So I have to take that into consideration. Um, although when I turned it on, I did not regret it. So long story short, because I feel I'm about to get the bongos behind me in a second, I'm going to rock it in with a 5.5. Well, I'll jump in next for the next score. <clears throat> so this was my first time viewing the movie. It was uh, surprising. I didn't realize how much I was going to like it. Just based on the cover, the cheesy, you know, the two of them spinning around, money all over the place. I can, you know, take it or leave it. This isn't going to be a movie I'm going to turn on. But I was thrilled to have watched it. Uh, Mark Wahlberg was at his best. 
This is great when he's just this fast talking. He's throwing these one-liners. I think he's amazing in these roles. And Denzel did a great job. He was awesome. You know, just that the chemistry the two of them had. He's still that rough and tough, that main action star that we've you know known him for for years and years. Small, slow spots, you know, definitely could have sped it up. I bet we could have omitted a handful of smaller scenes. But all in all, I liked how creative it was. I liked that we had layers of bad guys. Everybody was playing for different teams. It gave you just enough of everything that you needed here. And I think this is a better than average movie. It's a, a solid uh, action movie. And it's new enough and relevant enough that it, it keeps me locked in. Uh, I'm going to go just over average. And I'm going to give it a five slice. Um, yeah, this is probably the second time, actually, I watched it twice, um, in this past week, um, so that was, that would be three times that I've watched this movie. Brian, you're completely right, Marky Mark, I think, you know, this is, he, he got a couple serious movies in, and then they were like, yeah, we want to film this dope-ass action movie, and he was like, fuck it, I'm having fun, and Mark Wahlberg was a lot of fun in this movie, Dan, uh, Denzel, was like, yeah, kind of not my favorite, but not the worst either. But I don't think that it's, uh, I don't think it's an above average movie. If anything, it's average or just slightly below. Um, so I'm, I'm going to go on the higher end of the scale just because I do like Mark Wahlberg. And I'm going to give it a solid four slices. Bam. Four slices from JJ. Steve, that puts you in the hot seat. Uh, in the hot seat. Make All right, sure this take isn't too cheesy, though. Call me I Poppy. Um, <clears throat> okay, so <laughs> um, this movie is uh, 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 it was a fun movie, you know, and 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 a pleasant surprise. I agree, Alyssa. I wasn't, uh, uh, you know, because when it first came up as a pick, I wasn't too sure, but I was like, I just didn't quite remember it as a, as a decent Marky Mark movie, you know? A lot of the inconsistencies that that boggled me, some of the stuff that, like, say, some of the portrayals of stuff, and maybe that was just more of the writing. had nothing to do with the acting. Denzel's one of my favorite actors of all times, right? Uh, and so I think more the writing than anything, or even maybe it was the editing, I don't know. But 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 some of the portrayals of, of the government agencies and stuff like that, that I just, I don't know, I mean, I just didn't really shine to that too well this is a this is an average movie for me will i watch it again yeah i may if it's on you know i'll pick it up and watch it again it's nothing that i'm going to go seek out but i would watch it again and uh it's going to get a four slice for me a sweet four slices from steve as well well if you take my five slices jj and steve's four slices and Alyssa's five and a half slices you mix that all together throw in a pizza box it gives you a 4.63 slice movie uh, it actually ties with the Rocky there, just right off the bat as I'm looking here. Hmm. <clears throat> but I don't hate it. I think it's right where it needs to be, just over average, because I think that's uh, that's what this movie is. So if we line it up to see where that falls in our list, it is going to be the 41st movie overall in our uh, pantheon of too much movies. It's uh, better than Rush Hour, Law Abiding Citizen, and Kick-Ass, but not quite as good as Sinister, I Am Legend, Spies Like Us, and Disturbia. I think that's, that's fair. decently fitting, yeah. I think it's about time. <laughs> well, we can't thank you all enough for being a part of all the fun. We're so happy you were here for us. Join us on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, YouTube. Follow, like, subscribe to keep this show going as you want. And Patreon, you want to throw out a movie for us to do? Throw out a little donation to us and we'll get that taken care of. Sir, yeah. Yeah. I feel that vibration.